Old man Wrigley lived in that white house Down the street where I grew up Mama used to send me over with things We struck a friendship up Spent a few long summers Out on his old porch swing in the war, went in the Navy, lost his wife, lost his baby, broke down and asked him one time, how you keep from going crazy, he said, I see my wife and son in just a little while, I asked him what he meant, he looked at me and smiled. Said I raise my hands, bow my head, finding more and more truth in the words written in red. They tell me that there's more to life than just what I can see. Later, I was off at college Talking to mom on the phone one night Getting all caught up on the gossip The ins and outs of the small town life She said, oh, by the way, son mm, Old man Wrigley's died Later on that night Lay there thinking back Thought about a couple long lost summers I didn't know whether to cry that There was ever anybody Deserved a ticket to the other side It'd be that sweet old man Who looked me in the eye Said I raised my hand Just what I can see I can't quote the book The chapter or the verse You can't tell me It all ends in a slow ride in a hearse You know I'm more and more convinced The longer that I live Yeah, this can't be no, this can't be, no, this can't be all there is. Lord, I raise my hands, bow my head. Oh, I'm finding more and more truth in the words written in red. They tell me that there's more to this than just what I can see. I believe. I believe. And that's all that it really takes, is, is believing. That's the very first step. You know, knowing that he's going to be there for us. I, I love some Brooks and Dunn. You know, 
more and more truth written in that red. And God, he, he's always going to warn us before he finally allows us to experience full, the full consequences of our destructive behavior. He'll do all that he can do to get our attention before, he, before we have to face his discipline. And significant suffering that comes with it. Well, if we don't listen, <clears throat> we don't listen. However, we'll eventually hit rock bottom one way or another if we refuse to listen. You know, I hope through such experiences we all discover how hopeless we truly are without God and we turn our lives over to, to Him fully. Submit our we submit ourselves to his will and that he has for us. You know, even God's punishment isn't meant to lead us back to, you know, it, it, it ain't meant to lead us away from him, it's meant to lead us to him. You know, it's, you know, wisdom is to act before we have to deal with terrible consequences of chronic sin and dependency. You know, the grief from life and the loss of, like, loved ones, like son, mother, you know, anybody that you are close to, yeah, it's staggering. Now, our sorrow over our misguided lives should cause us to, cause us the same intensity of grief as well. So, did you hear what I said? I said, like, the grief over a loved one would be staggering. Our sorrow over our misguided lives should cause us the exact same intensity of grief. These are just a few words of wisdom. We have the opportunity today to make good choices that lead us away from the losses that we're now headed for. You know, if we follow God's program for our, li our lives, they'll become worthwhile again. We're not excused from God's obedience. Well, we may claim to be an exception to the rule, as we've all done that a time or two. I, I have special needs. I, I have a special plan. Now, I understand this. Others don't. This thinking, that, that form of thinking, however, it only supports denial, and that ain't rocket science. It allows us to falsely believe that we're not accountable to God's plans, rules, and his judgments. <clears throat> you know, these these certain these certain act attitudes and they're very destructive. You know, God controls our world and his plan for a healthy living in his world is the only program. It's what's fallen. By you know, when we examine our lot by examining the lives of those who have gone before us, we can see blessings experienced by those who obeyed God and the terrible consequences suffered by those who rebelled against Him. You know, greed, denial, pursuit of pleasure, they destroy the lives of many of our ancestors. You know, we're, but, but if we're just willing to learn from those before us, we can make the changes that we need to avoid their terrible fate. Ask yourself this question and think deeply on it. How, how are you lured so far away from God's plan? You know, how are we lured so far from God's plan for us? What lures us? How are we lured so far from His plan for us? It's important to take a regular moral inventory to detect sin and denial in our life. And that's, I don't know which one of the steps it is. I haven't really did my steps like I'm supposed to, but, you know, you take moral inventory. And like I said, it, it is very important to take a regular moral inventory <laughs> to detect sins and denial in our own lives. You know, when we don't, one sin will just lead to another, lead us right back to addiction. As we continue to sin, what happens is we become blind to them. 
you know, our sins that grow but even greater and get stronger and stronger. When we take an honest moral inventory regularly, then we can make the we can make the changes needed to root out our sin before it destroys us. Now, one of the most common reasons so many of us fall prey to addictive behaviors we don't follow God's principle for a healthy living. Well, another common reason is that we foolishly seek truth and meaning apart from God. Not finding it, we'll, we, when we don't find it, we fill the void with whatever is most convenient. You know, your, your dope, your beer, your, your whatever, your, your TV, your whatever it is. So even the animals show more wisdom than we do as they follow their God given instincts for survival you know we'd be wise to follow their lead probably people that lead other people astray they're going to face severe judgment from God you can believe that anybody that leads anybody astray from God will face severe judgment from God the people in see us us in recovery were often told that that there are quick easy methods for overcoming an addiction I mean not by everybody but you have heard, I've heard that a time or two you know and those claim those who claim that and claim them things me as I as I'm facing this active addiction I know beyond the shadow of a doubt there is no quick cure for this shit stuff okay And the people that claim to tell us these things, they sell you, they're trying to sell you something. You know, recovery from a deep-rooted dependency or other personal problem is never fast and easy. God isn't interested in quick fixes. He's interested in a full recovery based on a strong relationship with Him. Now, many may claim that the other ways, and those that do say that, say the ways that are claiming them other ways, they just claim there's other ways. But it, regardless, any program that excludes God from His Word, it should definitely be avoided. You know, the majority of this world has strayed far from God by worshiping modern day idols and then complains to God and complains that God has deserted them. We often do the same thing by disobeying God. Whether you realize it or not. God God never He's never the one that moves away from us. We're the ones that move away from Him. God always pays for what he orders. You know, we're, if we're far from God, we can count on it that we're the ones that have moved. Recovery comes, see, true recovery, it only comes when we seek to rebuild our relationship with God through trust in his person and his obedience to his plan. You know, God's eager to help us, all of us, we have to humbly turn to him for help. Just as God did with the, re the relationship between him and Judah by breaking down uh, by breaking them down and using, using the exile of the Babylonians to reshape and mold as a nation. You know, God always uses trials and tribulations in our life to refine and test us. He'll most definitely allow us to hit rock bottom in order to promote our spiritual growth. So too, all too often do we try to escape the Lord's testing by running or attempting to avoid our responsibilities. God, he constantly uses it to remind us of how much we need him. Now, unless we continue to place our lives in God's hands daily, we have little chance for recovery. As we seek to strengthen our relationship with God, we will discover that we also have 
you've also been strengthened in recovery. You know, trusting in anything as a substitute for God is a foolish propping up of a wooden idol. It's just as foolish as it. Propping up a wooden idol and praying for it. Now, although we do, all of us, we do do very, very, very similar foolish things. Uh, the wonderful thing, see, there's wonderful things will be ours when we obey God. It's no wonder that Jeremiah struggled deeply with his calling. He was living in the midst of Judah's sin. He could see the godless lifestyles of the Jew people. And he knew God's concern about their sin. He knew that. So he asked the question that we ought to ask. Why do the wicked prosper? God, what did God answer? God answered that the wicked never prosperous for long. They never prosper for long. You know, we shouldn't allow ourselves to be bothered by their apparent success or anybody's apparent success. No. If we do, then we're the ones who still stumble. You know, read all of Psalms chapter 73. It may be, see, it may be difficult to be patient. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. But God's truth and righteousness do and will prevail. You know, all, and, and, and oh, nothing can stop that. Patience, like I said, it's one of the fruits of the Spirit. A very valuable one. You know, not, that, not that any of them isn't valuable. You know, this is something that I will touch up on in further, further along in an upcoming episode. So often our actions, they produce shame. Rather, rather we went to acknowledge it, that's rather not we want to acknowledge it or not, Our actions produce shame. You know, God can turn, but that's one thing that's good about it. You see, God can turn our shameful experiences into meaningful lessons. You know, all we have to do is submit to Him and just stay focused on His recovery program. You see, our challenge is to take our sins and shame to God, <coughs> lay everything at the foot of the cross. And leave it. Don't go back and we want to and think that we can pick it up. And we think we got everything in control. Leave them at the foot of the cross. Allow God to forgive us and heal our <clears throat> and heal our hearts. You know, and then, then, and not until then, with renewed humility and faith, we can make significant process towards our recovery. You know, God uses object lessons to prepare us for the devastation our addictive behaviors are headed towards. Now we use our dependencies to prop us up when we face pro problems that seem overwhelming. You know, we rely on unhealthy relationships for support. We just got through talking about that tonight at the meeting. <clears throat> you know, or we may enter, enter a recovery program that excludes God. Only God, and only God, can help us overcome our dependencies and the underlying suffering that derives from it. We, we, we have to recognize our powerlessness and acknowledge our inability to map out our life. It's, this is the very first step in God's program for recovery. You know, it, it will be painful. To watch others experience the consequences of their sin. Just the same, it will be painful learning. As you go through experiences from sin, you know, it's going to be painful. As you, as you learn while you go through the experiences from sin. You now God will give us the terms for our restitution. Only if we submit to his will and allow him complete control over our lives. You know, we must admit that our lives have become unmanageable. He asked for obedience, 
Are you willing to be obedient to his calling? God and country music Like whiskey and a prayer Like Johnny Cash's arm Around Billy Graham God and country music They both never really change You find them when you need them Where you stand There's always lost in the found Darkness in the eyes of the light It's living in those small towns In some church or back road honky-tonk tonight It's a dance between the sin and the salvation Come hell or high water, there's two things still worth saving God and country music God and country music God and country music, they both show you the truth They've seen the low of the valley the highs of the mountains too Folded hands and guitar strings Jukebox preachers and angels sing Call you like they knew you Between the hell and hallelujah There's always lost in the found Darkness in the eyes of the light Some church or back road honky-tonk tonight It's a dance between the sin and the salvation Come hell or high water There's two things still worth saving God and country music God and country music There's always lost in the found Darkness in the eyes of the light It's still living in those small towns In some church or back road honky-tonk tonight It's a dance between the sin and the salvation Come hell or high water There's two things still worth saving God and country music God and country music God and country music Music. I'm not going to disturb you for too too long from the music, but, you know, so many times in our life we're just like Israel there in Jeremiah 2, verses 26. You know, we're like the thief who feels shame only when he gets caught. You know, it says they're kings, they're officials, and they're priests, and they're prophets, and they all, every one of them was like this. You know, it's, all too often we we only feel guilty when we get caught for what we've done. You know, that's why hitting rock bottom, it's just outright good for us. There's nothing, there's nothing better for us than to hit rock bottom. You know, since failure, it helps us. Understand and admit our true condition. 
to where we're really at in life. You know, feeling shame, seeing our lives being wasted. These are the times that show us need for God. Well, they should. You know, we can guarantee what will follow if we, if we turn to God, you know. First is the one for joy and knowing that there's still hope for us. We can begin this process by admitting our sins to God and asking Him for, for, for forgiveness. That's the very first step. You know, and then we look to Him for the help that we need. We put our trust in the Lord. Another great example is there in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 34. said, your, your clothes were stained with the blood of the innocent and the poor. Though you didn't catch them breaking in to your houses. See, the worst result of our, loss, of our loss of control is the hurt that we bring to our family and our friends. You know, I know my recovery, it's freed me from the shame that I felt over the pain that I caused to people who deserve better from me. Same, you know, sin's difficult. But but it's but it is liberating. You see, uh, well, you see, I get. I guess I said that wrong. See, saying no to sin, it's difficult, but but it's very liberating. You know, first of all, we got to be. We, we can't just be that same old stubborn person living those same old stubborn ways that w- that we always did. We got to accept God's forgiveness and begin making restitution for our mistakes. You know, in God's kingdom, no one needs to wallow in, in remorse over sins that's already been forgiven. God forgives us when we sincerely repent and ask Him for forgiveness. If we don't, we, can't ex- we can expect God's judgment, however, if we continue to live in, living in denial. In Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 35, And yet I say, and yet you say, I've done nothing wrong. Surely God isn't angry with me. But now I'll punish you severely. Because you claim that you've done nothing. Because you claim you ain't sinned. You haven't sinned. Jeremiah chapter uh, 3 verse 6 through 9. God likens our, our uh, he likens our worship to other gods to prostitution. Now, when we, when we worship our dependencies like money, success, power, prestige, you know, possessions, positions, we act like a beloved wife who runs to others to satisfy her desire for pleasure instead of remaining faithful to her loving husband. We all know that none of these false gods can or ever will satisfy that, that true desire that's within us. You know, we have to we have to turn our lives over to the care and to the will of the only true God who will love and he'll care for us. It's like a faithful and loving husband does. Many times we stubbornly, I mean stubbornly, refuse to change just because we're afraid that we're gonna miss the good old days, you know, the old acquaintances, the old hangouts. We can guarantee though, when we do turn our lives over to the care and the will of God, His love is going to, without a doubt, change us radically in our hearts. And, and in our hearts, we'll, we'll actually miss them things a lot less and less over a matter of time. Those who turn there, those of us who, who turn our, our lives over to the care of God completely, we're never disappointed in the long run. We may lose some of them old things in relationships, but we'll gain so much more than what we lost in the end. Said in, Jer- in uh, Jeremiah three sixteen through seventeen, and when your hand is once more filled with the people, and when your land is once more filled with the people, says the Lord, you will no longer wish for the good old days. Okay, so he was saying when your land is. Once more filled with people, as in a new group, a, um, a new surroundings, a more positive environment, that 
you'll no longer wish for you'll no you won't even have thoughts of them. You won't have no desires of changing back to those ways. Just like you know when 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 they possess the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, you know you'll miss these days less and less, and you'll and you won't even remember them. There'll be no need to even rebuild the ark, he said. There'll be no need to rebuild those old ways, those old habits. And he said, in that day, Jerusalem will be known as the throne of the Lord. You will be your, your heart. You will be known as the throne of the Lord. All nations will come in honor of the Lord. You see, like, there'll be people that come and, and seek you for guidance, seek you for advice, just like, like I do for a lot of people. My mom's husband is a good example. I did not like him. I just did not never in my life like anybody being with my mom. But it is a very, very good example. You know, now I go to him for advice. You know, I came back to these old stomping grounds where it's really tough for me right now. But I knew, deep down I knew that I'm, I needed more support. I, it's like I got tired of not... Of not having nobody just right there where I could just call or just turn around and talk to and can relate to what I what I've been through, and so that's just that's just one example, you know. You know, they'll no longer follow their own their um, their own evil desires. You know, it's just we we won't do it. You got to take, for instance, the last part of Jeremiah three twenty one. For they have chosen crooked paths and have forgotten the Lord their God. You know, we may look, you know, we're going to. We're going to look for healing in many different places. Many people is going to offer different ways and solutions to help us escape our guilty feelings. We've got to be careful, though. Many of these ways and solutions lead only to deeper despair and denial. The only sure way to remove guilt is to ask God to forgive our sins and believe that, that he will. If we, if we don't turn to God for help, then we'll be left to wander down our own crooked paths. If you're anything like me, you've rebelled time after time after time again from God. Yet through all of this, the Lord has still pleaded for me to return back to him. God never gives up on the ones that he loves and he'll never give up on you or I. Get you back to some music. Cincinnati on a snow white Christmas Eve Going home to see her mama and her daddy with the baby in the back seat Fifty miles to go and she was running low on faith and gasoline It'd been a long hard year She had a lot on her mind and she didn't pay attention She was going away too fast before she knew what she was spinning on a thin black sheet of glass She saw both her lives flash before her eyes She didn't even have time to cry She was so scared She threw her hands up in the air Jesus, take the For the first time in a long time She 
Either way you're gonna face him Whether you believe in him or not In the end Everybody talks to God Everybody talks to God We all talk to God Everybody talks to The Lord's going to continue to seek you out. As you wander away from Him, and you continue to try to do things your way, just believe that He's going to continue to seek you out. You know, your, your way, you know, your way ain't the best and it ain't right because it got you to where you're at now. God, God, man, he just sits there and he just lovingly pleads for us to return to him. Reminds me of Jeremiah 3, in Jeremiah chapter 3, down there in verse 22. He says, my wayward children, come back to me and I will heal your wayward hearts. And they say, yes, yes, we're coming. The people replied, for you're the Lord our God. You know, that's that's how we need to respond. The path to recover the path to recovery requires that we listen to God and respond with complete obedience. And then a little bit further down in, in chapter four, begin chapter four. Say Israel said says the Lord, if you wanted to it uh, he said, Oh Israel, says the Lord, if you wanted to return to me, you could. Shortly after he's telling them, if you wanted to return to me, you could. You could throw away them old detestable idols and stray away from me no more. And then two, and in verse two. Then when you swear by my name saying as surely as the Lord lives, you could do so with truth, with justice, and with righteousness. Then you'd be a true blessing to the nations and the world. And all of the people will come and praise you, will come and praise my name. See, like, he's talking about the nations and the people. Everybody the year round, all the towns you go to, you know what I mean? You'll, you'll, you'll be a testimony. And God always, God has always had a plan for his people. He's always had a plan that his people will be a living proof of his power and of his goodness. He wants other he wants others to believe in him because of the blessings that 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 they see through you, you know, through your healthy relationship with God. God always wants to use this as a living testimony to His loving power, you know, a walking example. When we turn our lives over to God, our increasing goodness and honesty, it'll testify to the kind of life that's possible through the Lord Jesus Christ and God's power. You know, what an honor to be used by our Creator to cause others to come praise Him. You know, our success in recovery will bring hope. I know my success in recovery, I, I, I speak it right now, it's going to bring hope and encouragement to others as they, as they struggle with their dependencies. You know, Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 14 so oh, Jerusalem, cleanse your hearts that you may that you may uh lose some old things in relation uh that you may be saved, I mean, that you may be saved in he said, How long will you harbor your evil thoughts? You know, it isn't it ain't it isn't easy to free our minds of evil, destructive thoughts that lead to this that lead to our disastrous behavior. You know, especially if we spent much of our lives thinking that way and, and living that way. 
When we turn to God and we spend time with Him and ask Him to lead us, He will reveal His will for us and begin to reshape our thought patterns.